We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Trochi and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, I, I labeled you our national college football writer. You're going to be our movie reviewer <laughs> as well. We'll touch on that later on. Uh, in the story, you had a very fun interview this week that you'll uh, you'll get to talk about later. So uh, welcome in. And you said it's a dreary day outside of Columbus, but it hasn't been a dreary off season for the Buckeyes. <laughs> no, I mean, right off the top, I mean, there's this open question, should they be number one? And it's for those of us who've followed Star Wars and depending on which side you were rooting for, you know, you could say this is an empire strikes back moment for them. You know, (laughs) Michigan wins the national title and all they've done is grab the best player out of the transfer portal, the best running back out of the transfer portal, a new offensive coordinator with NFL experience, the top quarterback recruit in the country. What else built? What am I missing? Bill? Everybody came back for like a last dance run on their defense and their defense is already loaded. Um, and their arch rival may lose their coach very momentarily. So. Yeah, but while we were recording this, that Michigan may be done with the Harbaugh era. So yeah, I mean, you could claim off-season national championships right now. Uh, Ohio State has it, and it's still January. Right, <laughs> we haven't even hit spring practice. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, let's kind of go down our list. But before we do, of course, we always have our Trochi trivia. And this is going to be an Ohio State themed show as we look at the Buckeyes and their their big uh, off season here. I looked at Ohio State and I'm going to throw out the Luke Fickle interim coach season. Okay. Bill Bender, can you name the last time Ohio State lost more than one Big Ten game in a season? And can you name the teams they lost to in that season? Start thinking about that. We'll revisit at the end of the show. Last time outside of the six and seven Luke Fickle season. Hmm. That, that might uh, be a tough one. That uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes lost more than one Big Ten game. So all right. Yes. So you 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 stole my question there. You, you the um first one on the list I had was should Ohio State be preseason number one? I mean, we talked about the way too early. We went with Georgia. Uh, a lot of things have happened, needless to say, in the last few days or a few weeks uh, since, especially since Saban retired. But you know, Ohio State has really been going to work. Uh, if you reshifted your way too early today, would Ohio State be number one? I think so. Um, Hmm. Maybe. I would probably err as I normally do and leave Georgia number one. But Georgia, Ohio State, Texas would be my top three. Georgia and Ohio State, one and two. Um, Georgia has a lot coming back as well. They have their quarterback returning. They have loaded running back room, loaded defense. Um, It was interesting that I saw ESPN, I think it was Chris Lowe, had his way too early All-America team, and he had Carson Beck, first team All-American at quarterback for Georgia, which caught my eye, but I guess I couldn't really think of anyone else. But anyway, uh, to your point, yeah, Georgia's – they may have the best quarterback in the country. Who knows? Right. And, um, you know, so I I think the the difference for me with that would be I'd probably just err and put Ohio State to – and make them prove it because, you know, they do it. Will Howard is a new quarterback. Sometimes when you have a transfer quarterback, it takes a while. Um, yeah, that new- second season is the one where it seems right. to, and not the first season. But, yeah, although that- Caleb Williams proved us wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I mean, the, the talent that they have on that side of the ball, the defense coming back's good. But if Georgia and Ohio State played in spring practice in an exhibition game, I would probably pick Georgia to win. You know what I mean? So there's a long way to go there. Texas obviously is in the picture as well, and they work the portal too. But I mean, those would be the three that we're talking about. You know, Alabama and Michigan typically in that conversation, but with new coaches and transfer portal and attrition. I I looked at something. I know we're going to talk about Michigan in a bit. Uh, But something to consider with them. Whenever you lose, they had, I looked at NFL draft buzz yesterday. They had 15 players on there. So whenever you lose 15 players, like Georgia, we you talked, you were right about this last year. Georgia just had so much attrition that eventually you're going to lose a game. At a school like Michigan, that attrition hits harder. It hits like it would at an LSU or a TCU, where they, they may have some bumps next year because of it. And do you see some parallels between Washington and they had a bunch of guys, they had like six guys last year who reasonably could have gone into the NFL draft, turned it down. 
all the receivers, Penix, a couple of defensive players. They all had big seasons. They were decided to come back, run it back, got some NIL money. Washington was organized in that respect. They go undefeated and make the national championship game. It feels like the same thing is happening in Columbus this year. Yeah, I mean, the the buy-in factor. To have Jack Sawyer and JT Tuiomo'olau, and I got that one right for a change, um, <laughs> Denzel Burke, Ty Hamilton, Tyleek Williams, that's five guys that probably get drafted, maybe not first-rounders, but Denzel probably a first-rounder. Jack and JT fringe first-rounders, depending on the combine. Um to have all of them come back is huge because Ohio State, remember, I say this all the time. I know the score was 30 to 24. Their defense played well against Michigan, played very well, and they were the second best defense in the country. And now they're adding Caleb Downs on top of that. So now you can slide Sonny Styles down to like a hybrid linebacker role, which is what he did at Pickerington Central. And he just can, you know, essentially raise hell. And they're loaded on that side of the ball. And Jim Knowles in his third year, you looked at each year at Oklahoma State, it got a little bit better by that fourth year. Guys like Malcolm Rodriguez, he had All-American players on that side of the ball at Oklahoma State. What do you think is going to happen at Ohio State, Bill? They're going to be awesome on that side of the ball. Yeah, they've figured out. I mean, the the feeling around the program, they lose to Michigan. Ryan Day feels like, you know, he's feeling the pressure. He's been feeling the pressure. They go out and they have a – Miserable bowl game against Missouri. Uh, the quarterback transfers, and things were uh, in a bit of a valley, right? And now they've turned it around. And you know, I'm sure uh, the Michigan fans on the on the message boards, etc., are pointing to, oh, they're just buying a championship. They're buying a, you know, they're paying all these players to come back and all this and that. But that's the way the game is played right now, and. Do you feel like uh, the, the the organization of the NIL system that's in place in Columbus uh, is is really paying off and, and has turned this narrative basically 180 degrees from that cotton ball? Yeah, I mean, and their NIL is very strong. Ross Bjork is going to add to that. They're going to spend money. You saw how much he spent at Texas A&M. Now, the drawback to that is, could you say, yeah, they're buying a national title? Yes, that's what they're doing. And that is, like you said, within the confines of the game. I always make the comparison to baseball. That I think college football's essentially become Major League Baseball. Like, we can sit here, the portal is schools like Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama, to some extent, use that like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox, the big market baseball teams. Um but the big market baseball teams don't always win it. So, I mean, I think the the opposite side of this is when you bring in Bill O'Brien as well. They've made so many changes that if it doesn't work and it backfires, the, the fallout in Columbus will be tremendous. And I, I do think it starts with, and we joke about this a little bit on here, it starts with beating Michigan. Like they could go 10 and 2. They have to beat Michigan. That's priority number one this year, believe it or not then everything else that happens, happens. You know, they can go 10 and they'll go to the 12-team playoff with this roster. If they don't, that's a disaster. Um, They'll have a shot at a national championship because they have the depth to do it. If they beat Michigan, go to the college football playoff. Do we call it a Final Four? What what do we get to call that now? (laughs) Probably. Um, The semifinals, anyway. Final Four, 
Um, I would say that's a successful season, but you know, in Columbus, you just never know. Uh, I'm, I know that you're, you're talking about in the churchy trivia question, by the way. Okay. And it hasn't been, (laughs) there hasn't been that kind of down feeling probably since that year, but in that year they did beat Michigan. So it all (laughs) starts with, you can have a bad year, but as long as you beat Michigan, it's okay. (laughs) So let's go to the quarterback room, which has been, uh, a revolving door a little bit in this offseason. Like we said, Kyle McCord transfers to Syracuse, uh, and then uh, they add Will Howard from Kansas State, which is, you know, a big move. He's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback that was in the transfer portal, and he is expected to start, I would think. Uh, they still have Devin Brown and Lincoln, is it Kineholes, uh, left over from – this year's team, they both played in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, well, Brown got hurt. Brown always seems to get hurt when he has an opportunity. Haven't truly seen, you know, before the spring game he gets hurt. Is it like, I don't know when we're ever going to see like uh, an extended healthy stretch of Devin Brown, but he has yet to win the starter's job. Uh, and then, of course, they had Aaron Nolan, who who signed in December uh, as a, is he a four-star quarterback? Or is it five star? Aaron Nolan was a, I think a, he was at least the lead eleven. I think he was a high four star. Four star, and then Julian Sayan, who signed with Alabama in December, early enrollee, practiced with Alabama, and the and the the few weeks leading up to the to the Rose Bowl, you're allowed to do that uh, once the once classes end. I think Notre Dame did that as well with CJ Carr. He he practiced. Uh, before he was officially, before he'd taken a, a class at Notre Dame uh, as an early enrollee. So uh, Julian Sayan practices with Alabama. Now he's transferring to Ohio State after Saban retires. Suddenly they have five quarterbacks in there. And uh, Aaron Noland, who, who uh, you know, assumed he was going to be the only quarterback in his class, suddenly has company. Sayan was either the first or second quarterback in the nation. Uh, behind or ahead of Dylan Rayola, who, of course, is at Nebraska. Uh, we talked about him a lot. So, I mean, saying is right in his class. Uh, so, two things. One, we are going to have a little QB derby in this at the spring game, and I would expect a minimum of one to transfer, possibly two after spring practice. And secondly, we'll get to uh, this. Uh, Air Nolan kind of got a raw deal. Uh, in that, uh, you know, Ryan Day basically recruited a guy over him <laughs> three weeks after he got to campus. So uh, let's start with the spring uh, practice. What do you expect now with five guys really fighting for playing time and, and fighting for, for spots? Well, so I've done a couple of these in Columbus. You know, the, this is the maybe the most interesting one yet. I've, I remember one with Braxton Miller hurts his shoulder, which opens the door for JT Barrett, but he gets hurt and it's Cardale. And then, you know, then you have a JT Barrett, Cardale Jones, Braxton Miller switch positions. You know, that happened at Ohio State. Then you had the the last one that was really highly publicized when you had Burrow and Haskins and Tate Martell. Remember him? The mm, uh, Tate the, Martell. So his and it was career funny. at Ohio State reminds me of Quinn Ewers' career at Ohio State. Yeah. So well, the funny thing was that spring, and uh, so Haskins ended up winning the job. Burrow obviously transferred, and Tate Martell was the one everybody loved 
because the, the social media favorite was Tate Martell. The hometown favorite was Joe Burrow because he was a Mr. Football in Ohio and everybody that watched him play around here knew how good he was. And Haskins, of course, was the, you know, the arm and the four and the five star arm. And I still, you know, as much as people go love to revisit history and, and pull Burrow into that conversation, Ohio State didn't make the wrong choice at the time. Haskins threw for 50 touchdowns. Tate Martell ended up at UNLV, I believe, at one point. And uh, Burrow obviously had the career he had. Now, this one, long-winded way of saying this one's just, it feels like Will Howard should start, right? So Will Howard will start for a year, which, and Julian's saying, if they're bringing him in, he's not transferring after spring practice. So what combination of Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Noland is transferring? One, two, three. Um you know, it's it's very interesting. So when you have that kind of quarterback battle, I think Aaron Nolan will hang around for a year at least. But when a push comes to shove between him and saying there's only one football. And this is the riskiest move of all for Ryan Day to me. Because when you recruit quarterbacks, um, this I get this is the way the game is played now. But, you know, the way the whole Kyle McCord thing went down, I mean, if Will Howard's not great and Kyle McCord balls out at Syracuse next year, that's going to be a thing too. So I think this is a really risky move. There are still Ohio State fans that are upset that uh, the Buckeyes took McCord and passed on J.J. McCarthy. I mean, it, it, so yeah, this is in a very important get-it-right moment for Ohio State, and there are no lack of options to do it. So I was just checking Air Noland, uh, you know, he had offers all over the place. Rivals did have him as a five-star and maybe the composite was, was a high four or whatever. Um, he's from Georgia. So Georgia may be an option if he's looking down the road, but uh, you know, Georgia has no shortage of quarterbacks in the current situation. So we'll see about that. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it'll be interesting to watch and, um, you know, Will Howard, there's some talent in the room. I mean, Will Howard isn't just going to be hand-in-hand in the job. I mean, he obviously has the most experience, and I think the intent for him, he only has one year left. Uh, he wouldn't go to Ohio State if he didn't feel like he had a really good chance of winning the job. I'm sure Brian Day, Bill O'Brien want him to win the job, uh, and they will go with him. And then, But the, the drama is behind him, and it'll be fun to watch. So what about Aaron Nolan? You know, do you feel like he kind of, you know, the, the loyalty – aspect of you know telling this guy how great he is how great it's going to be at ohio state we believe in you you're the only quarterback in our class that kind of thing and then you know three weeks later here comes julian saying now what how, how if you're ryan day what are you saying to air noland right now i i don't know i mean <laughs> you can float the business line or we're bringing them in so we have competition and you know and some of these athletes probably understand that end of it but Again, when you have that many names in there, there's only one football. And quarterback dads are different than the rest of the dads because they're a quarterback dad. So um, it, it's going to be interesting how they explain that. But I, I do think, you know, at least for a year they'll compete. And then next year when we're having this conversation, two, at least two of those guys are gone. Uh, will Howard will obviously be gone. But I think w- one to two more will be gone. And then – Again, that's the hard part of recruiting a quarterback room. 
when when we're in this portal era because they're the ones that are going to come and go the most. So even like like you said, they recruited a quarterback they've had for three weeks and they're bringing somebody else in. That is this is the riskiest of all the. It's more risky than Bill O'Brien, than Ross Bjork, than any of these things. This is the most. This is the thing that could blow up on Ohio State. Especially like what if Will Howard gets hurt in week one? You know hey. the. You know these things could happen. I mean, to me, it's the the, re, the risk is when you start recruiting the next year's quarterback. You're like, how do I trust what you're saying if you're going to bring a quarterback in three weeks after I get there? You know that's well, well, that's your point. To your point, so this is Irish through run through Irish breakdown. It's one of the things when you're so Notre Dame is now back to back years with a portal QB. That's risky when you're recruiting QBs because like. CJ mm-hmm. Carr will be, but that gives CJ Carr time to develop. I understand they could sell it that way, but at cer- a certain point, if next year Notre Dame goes to another, what if they bring in, like, let's just do it for the purpose of this conversation, they bring in Devin Brown. Hey, Devin Brown from Ohio State. He had a good or year. Air Norland. <laughs> Air Norland. Yeah. Like, why would I go there if this team is going to just do roulette QB every year? Now, Notre Dame, I'm picking on them a little bit, but. I, you know, maybe Riley Leonard's a one-year thing. Then they go to CJ Carr. Then they can continue to recruit quarterbacks. But this is definitely a game changer in terms of how that position is managed. Yeah, I mean, this is the third time Notre Dame's done the, the one-year guy with the, the you know the Wisconsin transfer. And then they got one from Wake Forest, and now they got one from Duke. Uh, it's all, and I think they want to get away from that. I think most people. Well, like we said, it's a uh, it's a rare when the in, the one-year quarterback truly thrives uh the second year in the system kind of guys were the ones that we saw really really stepped up and did well this season uh nicks Penix, um it, it was a pretty good list so uh all right back to ohio state and then we'll talk about yeah you've mentioned bill o'brien we talked about him a little bit uh last uh last show but you know to me and, and i'll repeat my feeling is that it showed to me actually that Ryan Day's got a lot of confidence in himself to bring in a guy who could be seen as a guy who could slide right into the head coach's chair with all the experience he has at the college level and the NFL level. Should things get off kilter halfway through the season, you got this guy on your staff, it would be an easy switch, but he feels like he's solid where he is and O'Brien can just help him get, past Michigan and to the national championship. Yeah. And you know what I think is going to happen a couple things here. One, it means Ryan day is not calling plays. And that was a big topic of conversation at big 10 media day last year with Brian Hartline. And it was almost like we asked him so many times and yeah, he'll work into that role, but it meant Brian day is calling the plays. So now, I mean, Bill O'Brien's not coming there not to call plays not somebody of his stature, not somebody that's coached in the NFL, that's been the offensive coordinator in New England and Alabama. He's not coming there to be a consultant on the offensive game plan. You know what I mean? So the other part of it is, I think, as we wrote last week, High State's got to move to more of a 60-40 look in terms of running the ball 60% of the time and getting behind that offensive in line and using Quinshot Judkins, Will Howard, and Travion Henderson. It's arguably the nation's most talented backfield. They get in pass funks the last couple of years. Yes, they had the guys on the outside to do it, but, you know, there was certain times where it's like, man, run the ball just a little bit, you know, run on a little bit more. So the offensive line will need to be better, but I think Bill O'Brien's going to do 
that. That's one prediction I have, that they become more of a not run all the time offense, but one that leans on that a little more than they have in past seasons, despite the talent that they have at receiver. Right. And they got just signed the number one player in the country who will be a true freshman next year, Jeremiah Smith uh, from Florida. And I assume he's going to crack the top three. He'll be on the field a lot too. So the, the receiver talent is not going away no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the offensive coordinator is, the Ohio state wide receiver factory keeps churning them out and it's going to be exciting to see there. So let's bring in kind of the Michigan piece uh, to all of this that, you know, and this is kind of funny. I mean, but the, the Michigan quarterback room is uh, not nearly as deep. Uh, could we ever see an Ohio state quarterback transfer to Michigan after spring ball? <laughs> I mean, you never know with this. That's very rare that it happens in general. I think Justin Boren is the last one I remember. He played guard at Michigan. He actually is a Pickerington guy uh, and then went over to Ohio State and played for them, and it rarely happens. So, uh, you know, their quarterback room, obviously, J.J. McCarthy leaving leaves a huge hole. Could be Alex Orgy. Uh, Jack Tuttle's applying for his seventh year. They have Jaden Davis, the freshman. Those are the best options right now. I could see Michigan going to the portal if it doesn't look good in the spring. Alex Orgy, though, big, bigger than I thought he was. Uh, 6'3", 236. He, they used him as like a bit player in the offense with those wildcat plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can obviously run. Um, so I'm wondering, I mean, they're going to give him a shot to win the job in in fall camp. But, uh, you know, it's important to remember that he was not ahead of Jack Tuttle uh, on the depth chart this year. And t- how how long has Tuttle been at Michigan? Was that he's, this his? He, fr- well, no, he was at Indiana behind Penix. So right, that's how old he is. He's been. <laughs> I think this would be his third year at Michigan if he comes back. Uh, okay. So he spent four at Indiana, going for a third at, at Michigan, um, and we'll see if they get that. But they are totally in the market for once the portal opens up. If somebody leaves, you know, they could go to a portal option at, at whoever's available or whoever becomes available in the spring. I could like, kind of like how Auburn did that with Peyton Thorne, mm-hmm. something like that could pop up for Michigan in the spring. Right. So, all right, well, we will, uh, well, let's get back to the trivia question. So uh, what year outside of the Luke fickle interim coach season where they went six and seven, what's the last time Ohio state lost more than one big 10 game. And when I say that, and I was looking at the list of records. I thought I was looking at Gonzaga basketball in the WCC. Yeah. They it's amazing how much they have dominated the Big Ten for two decades. Oh, yeah. This is why I don't, when I get in those budget meetings with you guys and I say, yeah, just wake me up when this happens. Because I'll tell you what I was doing the last time it happened. I was a out-of-college sports editor in Newark, Ohio 20 years ago. Uh, with a bunch of Ohio State fans in the office. So I know exactly which games they are, except for one. I've got three of them. Um, okay, so give me the year. What year? 2004. 2004, that is correct. Do you remember their Big Ten record that year? They were four and four. Four and four is correct. They Can you name the four teams that beat I'm, Ohio State? I'm blanking on the fourth one, which is they lost to Northwestern. Correct. On an overtime game where Mike Nugent missed a field goal. They lost to Wisconsin, and I can't remember who Wisconsin's quarterback is. I feel like it might have been Brooks Bollinger. Uh, they lost at Iowa. Correct. 
to Ed Hinkle caught a diving touchdown. Um, and then they they lost the week before the Michigan game. So that's the irony. They went on to beat Michigan. Oh, like they crushed Michigan the following week. Uh, <laughs> it, it was like, um, I'm going to say, I, I'm blank. Just tell me. It's probably. No, give me again. You're so close. It's not Indiana. It's not <laughs> Minnesota. It would probably be Purdue. Like Purdue, you are sense. correct. <laughs> you I don't remember it. anything about that, though, I, other than that they struggle when they play Purdue. On oh, the road. So, so unbelievable. The, but the point being, I remember that year, and I was talking about this earlier. There, they were two years removed from a national title. One year they lost to Michigan the previous year. They lost to Michigan and Wisconsin the previous year. That's the other year, by the way. They lost two. They lose to Wisconsin and Michigan, and then people are in Columbus. You know, this trestle might not be it. One year after a national, two years after a national title. They turn around the next week, four Big Ten losses, crush Michigan. That's really the moment. That that Purdue loss is probably the last moment where Ohio State wasn't like king of the Big Ten. Except yeah, because except they went season. Well, except for that one. But yeah, that one was which whatever. I, I want to do a deep dive on that season at some point. I mean, it sticks out like an unbelievable sore thumb. And, and they, when you go down the list, six and seven. And you know what? They still almost beat Michigan that year. They they were an overthrown pass from Braxton Miller to Devere Posey from still beating Michigan. It was amazing. It's just been amazing how long, like you said, they've been king of the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan has taken that crown. One of the stats we put out there with all this Michigan stuff that's about to happen if Harbaugh leaves is, you know, despite the three last three years in the 21st century, Ohio State 17 and six in that game. So, I mean, it could very easily tilt the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, all right, very good. Well, like you mentioned, uh, if Jim Harbaugh goes to San, uh, San Diego, to Los Angeles to uh, coach the Chargers and Michigan needs to replace him, we will uh, jump back on, have a show as quickly as we can, uh, kind of go over uh, Michigan's to-do list and where they might turn uh, and uh, kind of go from there. But uh, for now, uh, we were going to bid everybody farewell. Thank you to everybody for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.